0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the uh, to the Giant Station podcast, <clears throat> um, guys. I hope you all are having a wonderful Thursday morning, um, guys. Um, since you know we're um, since we're um, since we're done with the draft and free agency, you know now you know the, the real work will be starting now. Um, as training camp will, will begin for a lot of teams in the NFL, you know, um, and we're going to get to see, um, which players will be starting and which players sadly will get cut or released. Um, but guys, I want to talk about, um, I want a lot of you guys wanted me to talk about Jalen Hyatt, you know, and how how he um how one game against Alabama landed him to the Giants you know um, obviously this is a cat this is a guy who's going to be going into he's going to be going into the season with a lot of you know a lot of you know um, well people like me I'm praising him I'm 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 excited to see what this kid's going to do in the field um I never really I never really thought the Giants were going to get him. You know, I thought this guy was a... I, I saw him... I saw him... I I thought this guy was a second-round pick. You know, um, but... For some reason, no teams were interested in him. You know, so the Giants... Had a chance to get him, and they got him. Um, I'm very excited to see what, he, what he's going to do. You know, um, this guy... Not only does he add Versatility, but he has... More speed... To this offense, and it's gonna be very exciting to see what he can provide for Daniel Jones, and I'm very, I'm very excited, you know. Um, but a lot of you guys wanted me, a lot of you guys were asking me questions. The one, one question I wanted to talk, the one question I wanted to answer uh, from one of you guys, for you guys, one of you guys were asking me, Justin, how do you think? How does one game how does one game against Alabama land this guy with the Giants? Well it's pretty obvious you know look it was early it was early in the third quarter and you know the 100,000 plus fans in Tennessee's Nayland Stadium were going wild that's when that uh, that's when um, Devin Hyatt turned to his father and uttered what earlier would have been an inconceivable statement dad Jalen's going to score five times Devin Hyatt said after his, said that after his brother Jalen Hyatt who uh, Devin Hyatt who's Jalen Hyatt's brother he's a junior wide receiver at the University of Tennessee had just scored his third oh I know I'm talking about Jalen Hyatt. This is when Jalen Hyatt was a junior uh, wide receiver at uh, Tennessee. He just scored his second. He just scored his third touchdown of the game against Alabama on a 60-yard uh, pass down the left sideline. Um, you know, um, you no know, Jamie Hyatt recalled. I was like, get out of here. He's like, watch, he's scoring five times. Sure enough, he did, you know. You know, that was the day that Jalen Hyatt introduced himself to the NFL world. When the day began, he was, you know, this guy was just another talented, speedy prospect that had, you know, that had, tennis, that had ten, uh, the Tennessee faithful dreaming he could lead them to a return to prominence. By the time the game was over, Hyatt was, you know poofing on the cigar, and, you know, and receiving praise from Peyton Manning, one of the best young, one of the best quarterbacks in Hall of Fame history, you know, um, um, you know, it's, it's kind of obvious, um, when you, um, you know, when, like, if you're, especially at a young age, you take pictures with Peyton Manning or you get praise from uh, Peyton Manning, it's, you know, that, that, that's a, that should be a reminder that you are going to be great because Peyton Manning, we can all agree is one of the best, he is a hall of fame quarterback for sure. Um, Anyone can disagree with me on that statement, you know, but that's. The guy took two teams to the Super Bowl. Took the Colts and the Broncos. Um, So, I'm just, it's, you know, it's kind of crazy. That's why it shocked me. Because no one picked him up, you know. And I understand there's a lot of other, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of other. You know very very good prospects in the first round at the wide receiver spot but you you know and you know I think that was the thing with Jalen Hyatt this is a guy and this is something I said this is a guy who's very talented he can play at a high level but you know he, he can't you know sometimes like it, it, you know there, like people question his route running oh he can't run routes so what the guys he he's it's not I don't think it has anything to do with the players skill set it has everything to do with the team on how the team looks at the player if the player can fit what the offense is looking for then it's a perfect fit and the Giants they want size, speed, and versatility, and that's what this guy is, he's tall, he can catch, he can catch any ball you pass to him, and he's, you know, he's very fast, you know, you don't have to be a great route runner to be a great receiver, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great receivers who don't run, who aren't that good of route, there's not a lot of great, like, there's a, there's, there's a lot of receivers who don't run routes, and they end up scoring a lot of points, you know. I I would I would compare Jalen Hyatt more of a Mike Evans type of receiver. He's tall, you know. He you know he's gonna go and grab the football, you know. Um, you know, and he's very physical. He's, he's very physical, you know. Payman Manning said during a scene that was captured by a viral pitcher, he said, you're a legend, you know, I mean, those words right there, you, like, you, imagine getting told, imagine, imagine you, you receive those words from a quarterback who, you know, is a legend, you know, himself, you know, look, perhaps it was fate that New York Giants general manager Joe Shane was there to take in that game from the sidelines, you know, Joe Shane said, Joe Shane said this, who six months later would trade up to select Hyde at number 73 overall. He was like, I was at that Alabama game. I can't remember why I came in late, but I was a little bit late, but I was on the field for the first half. I was coming from another game, landed there, and first half I was on the field, and you could really feel his, you could really feel his speed. It's a little, it's It's legit, 4-3. 4.3 seconds in the 40-yard dash. You know, and Joe Shane's not wrong. You know, this guy guy officially, Jalen Hyatt, officially ran the 40-yard dash in 4.40 seconds at the NFL Combine earlier this year before the Giants were so intrigued by that speed and big playability that they traded up to get him you know midway through day two it was a surprise that this guy ran a four a 4.29 and a 4.31 later times in the 40-yard dash at you know at nike's um the opening in 2019 was still available at the point you know after all you know there aren't any other men walking this planet that can boast about a five touchdown performance against Alabama and its legendary coach Nick Saban. You know, Jalen Hyatt is that list, you know. I mean, for the first time in his life on a football field, this guy wasn't doing much. He suffered a concussion in week two of his sophomore season against Pittsburgh and didn't catch a pass for another three weeks. You know, it was it was not how he envisioned building off a promising freshman year at Tennessee. He was banged up. The coaching staff that recruited him was blown out of Knoxville earlier that year for recruiting in properties, you know. Hyatt wasn't sure the new staff, which was led by coach Josh uh Kupel, was really committed to him. He was essentially a backup to uh Villas Jones Jr., who is now a wide receiver and kick returner for the Chicago Bears. You know, it, it was not the year that that this guy wanted, with 21 catches for only 226 yards and three touchdowns. You know, Jamie Hayes said in a phone conversation in a phone conversation with uh, with ESPN, he was saying, "I could tell he was really, really down on himself." He had lost his confidence and at that point you start looking for excuses, you know. I mean, it was just for it was I think it was four days after Jalen Hyatt made perhaps the biggest play of you know uh, made the biggest play for Tennessee. You know, I think it was a fourth down touchdown catch late in a holiday bowl over the over Purdue. You know that the wide receiver shifted his approach. You know, rather than stay home for the remainder of the winter break, Jalen High went back to Knoxville and began to work. You know, um, you know, Jalen High explained during his introductory press conference with the Giants, "I got serious with it. I started realizing that this right here is um, that this right here is for me. You know, um, look at." Jalen Hyatt, would lo- Jalen Hyatt would lure coaches and teammates into the facility for extra work on days off. He worked overtime to build chemistry with quarterback Hendon Hooker. You know, um, Hyatt reported back to his father one day that he caught 1,200 balls off uh, the jugs machine. You know, Jamie Hyatt figured that was simply youthful uh, hyper pole hyper pole. Sna- I mean, snagging 300 balls in a given day is a solid number. You know, four, you know, four digits. Four digits is next level. But sure enough, when the results came back from the coaches, this guy had accumulated over 1,000 catches that day. Now, this was the kind of first-round work his father was referencing in those sprawling back-and-forth techs during that difficult sophomore year, this was Jalen Hyatt doing everything possible to put himself in the best position for his junior season at Tennessee. You know, um, Jamie Hyatt then said he was dialed in. It was impressive. You know, um, that is kind of how that off season went, you know. No, and it's, it's kind of understandable, you know. I mean, if you're... P- like, if you're in these kind of positions, you know, you gotta really think, you gotta, you gotta really tell yourself, um, it wasn't just physical growth, it was mental, you know, you know, like, if you're in a position where you gotta, you gotta deal with, with a lot, with a lot of pressure, and a lot of people are counting on you, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you got to have that mental mindset, you know, and you got to tell, you got you to keep on, you got to keep on telling yourself, I can do this, you know, and at that point, you know, you're going to go through a lot of pain, you know, because you got to, you got to work so hard where you got to earn people's trust, you know, um, you know, so, This guy, you know, Jalen Hyatt, you know, wrote at the top and bottom of his notebook: "Say it, think it, say it, think it, believe it, do it, and you'll get it." In between, he wrote his goals. He said, "I will be the number one receiver in the SEC. I will be a 1,000-yard receiver in the SEC. I will be the most confident one on the field." I would change the way my family lives. One by one, over the course of the last season, they started coming to fruition. You know, um, Jamie Hyatt was saying, man, that was pretty powerful stuff. You know, he checked them all off. He checked them all off. You know, know, I feel like, look, I feel like it all came together that afternoon in mid-October against Alabama. One after another, this guy was racing downfield past a future NFL defensive back. He became the first player to score three or more touchdowns and reach 100 yards, 100 receiving yards against Nick Saban, against a Nick Saban team against a uh, Nick Saban team at Alabama. You know, this guy had six catches for 200 for, for more than 200 yards and five touchdowns in that contest. He finished with 67 catches for 1,267 yards and a score school record of 15 touchdowns while being named unanimous first team all-american and winning you know the bill uh about the it bil- the violent the bil- the bil- the cloth award as the nation's top wide receiver you know i feel like it was more than just the alabama game that captured the attention of the nfl teams you know you know um he played in, I mean, look, he played in the SEC, so it's, you know, you know, this is from, this is, uh, this was, uh, this was, um, from Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball saying, well, he played in the SEC, so it's pretty good. It's pretty good conference down there, you know. Um, he had an outstanding game. <clears throat> no, um, no question about it. But he was a productive player for them. Good speed, had good intangibles. We met with him on the top 30 visit. It was kind of all encompassing. Still, there were daughters. He was the 10th wide receiver drafted. You know, I feel like toughness is how one NFL, you know, toughness is how one NFL executive uh, answered to ESPN on why he was still not selected through two rounds you know um, that question was asked because at the top of the third round it seemed curious that Jalen Hyatt was still available the Giants agreed they traded their third and fourth round picks to land this guy and they didn't seem to care about others concerns you know you no, know, Joe Shane said something that's very. It uh, that was very interesting. He was saying, "I'm not sure why he was there, but we feel good about him and glad he was." Look at it. this guy. Seem this kid seems to realize how impactful that Alabama that Alabama game was for his future. You know, it at the very least, played a a part in helping him land in New York, especially after. You know, after, especially after hearing during the top 30 visit that this guy was on the sideline, you know, um, Jalen Hyatt uh, then said, it probably changed my life, but, you know, at the same time, same time though, that's what football can do to you. That's what it can bring, and that's why I take this sport so serious. This is my life, and I love the sport, and I love the game. I feel like I feel like loving the game or mistakes I make or whatever. If I'm doing good or doing bad, just learning from it and getting better the next day. I think that's the biggest thing that I learned and just want to build on when I get to the Giants. That was, a, that, was, that was a nice little summary right there. Um, but yeah, that was from that. That's that's why I think, that's why I think this guy is gonna be amazing. You know, because like I said before, he shows, he shows, he 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 looks like one of those players where you can doubt him all you want because don't get me wrong, there will be doubters, there will be there will be haters. You know, but that's what that's what the world is full of. You know, especially. Especially when, especially for playing, you know, for in one of the biggest supermarkets in the entire world, you know. Um, but I feel like every rookie, every rookie wide receiver has gone through the same phases as he's going through right now. You know, you're gonna have people doubting you, and I just, I don't know if people do that to. I don't see. I don't. I don't know if people do that to be mean or people just do that to make you better, you know, because usually when people be mean to you, especially NFL coaches, they don't do it to be, they don't do it to put you down. They do it to make you better. Um, And that's why I keep on saying, I feel like this guy, even though a lot of people don't look at him as a number one receiver, you look at every other number one receiver in the NFL they're all very comparable to this guy he's tall he's fast he can, he can make plays so it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens um and yeah but I mean if you make if you can if you don't if you make not one touch, if you can make five touchdown, if you can catch five touchdown passes, on clearly one of the best college teams in in college football today, I believe you know that when I heard you know when I heard that that stat, you deserve you know you deserve to you deserve to somehow get drafted in the first round. If you can make, if you can catch five touchdowns against Nick Saban, Nick Saban, who arguably the best coach in college football, you deserve to get drafted in the first round. My thing with this guy was, you know, his injury history, and you know that was pretty much it because you know the Giants have struggled. We have, you know, there's been, there's been instances where we. Where we we would we would draft a player and we end up we would think in the first place that he ends up being he'll be a we'll think in the first place that oh this guy's gonna be very good, but once he gets on the field he ends up getting hurt. Now I don't know if it's because of the field, maybe that's why the giant maybe that's why the Giants changed the turf, which I'm happy they did that, but we're gonna see what happens. Um but like I said before, I'm gonna say it again. I believe this guy is going to be another dog that these other teams will be aware of. Point blank period. You know I mean when Eli Manning when Eli Manning first got to the Giants, Tom Coughlin had Eli Manning in a good position. He got, you know, he got, you know, he uh, he, put, he put a good offensive line in front of him. But not only that, but he had Plaxico burrups a guy who no one really thought was going to make a, a huge impact. Plaxico did a lot of great things. I understand, I understand that was, I understand that was a long time ago, but still, Plaxico did a lot, Plaxico did a lot of great things for Eli Me. you know. Plaxico Burris and Eli Manning. You know, you can kinda you can kinda relate to you can kinda relate those two guys to Daniel Jones and Jalen Hyatt. You know? Plaxico Burris, he's a, he was a tall receiver. Jalen Hyatt's a tall receiver. You know? So we're gonna see what happens. But I appreciate the question, but that's my answer. You know? Um so we're gonna see what happens, but I hope you guys enjoyed my long my long talk on on how one game against Alabama only the Jalen Hyatt with the Giants. I mean if you're I mean if you're a GM, I'm pretty sure you're gonna if you're a GM and you see a player and you know you see a player that's still on the draft board, a player that a player that dominated against one of the best teams in college football—you're gonna, you're gonna want that player, you know. But you gotta make sure that that player fits, fits what you're looking for. And that's what—and I think this was a good fit. The Giants are clearly looking for size. It makes sense, you know, you know why because they added a tall—they they added Darren Waller, who's six, who's six feet tall. You know, you know, like the Giants want to add a lot of size, versatility and speed, you know, to this offense. And that's what this guy brings to the table, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can do. But I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, Yeah, we're going to see what we're going to see what happens until August. Um, So, yeah. But that's all I got to say about that. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, I will keep you guys updated for more news about the New York Giants. Obviously, uh, I will be continuing my uh, record predictions later on, so stay tuned. Um, But until then, I am out. Peace.